Welcome to episode 55 of Communicast, a communication skills podcast. I'm Scott D'Amico, president of Communispond, a global communication skills training organization. Connect, involve, upgrade. That's the process my guest this episode, Sean Harper, has used to make a successful transition from the NFL to the boardroom and stage as a keynote speaker. Sean spent seven years as a professional athlete and now is the president of American Services and Protection and a sought-after motivational speaker. In this episode, we discuss being present, how to connect with people, and why listening and repeating back is such a critical skill. I hope you enjoy. Sean, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. Let's have fun. Let's go. Let's win. Let's just do it. Oh, I love it. Love the energy. To get things started, why don't you tell the listeners just a little bit about you, your journey, and the great things that you're doing today? Well, uh, as mentioned, my name is Sean Harper. I played about seven years professional football with the Rams, with the Colts, NFL Europe as well. Uh, I travel as a inspirational and motivational speaker. I, I do a lot of work with the youth. I do adults, conferences, workshops, keynotes, just have an absolute blast. The premise behind my entire or the actual brand is, is that I'm a winner. And I trademarked the name, The Winologist, because I teach people how to win. I've learned and I've studied individuals, and there's a, there's a distinct difference between people who compete in life, who want to be successful in life, and people who win in the game of life. And it is a game. And if you don't know it's a game, you're being played by the game. Now, that is the actual glory of it all. But uh, what 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 really captivates and what I've you know, talked to individuals is about the story, not the glory, but the story. And what I mean by that is people kind of subconsciously think that, you know, you're playing professional football, you know, you're at the top of your game, the la creme de la creme, uh, and nothing could be further from the truth. I was documented with four to five learning disabilities. I was kicked out of uh, uh, two schools for disciplinary issues, had to repeat the first grade, graduated last in my class in academics um, with a 1.62 accumulative GPA, nine on my ACT. Uh, I was a subpar athlete. I wasn't like honorable mention all conference or all city or all intergalactic universe first team. Uh, it was, it was, I, I actually was the person that received the dreaded participation trophy. I, 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 I mean, that was my trophy that I got like, yay, you know, just your name and this a football helmet, you know, a couple claps and a lot of crickets. And I went off to a junior college in Iowa and I made a decision. And the decision that I made was, is that I can't be successful, but I can win. And I, I, I just single-handedly, you know, changed my philosophy from a success platform to a winning platform. And my life took off after that. And the rest is history. Here I am today, business owner, investor, married. Today's my, uh, my 24th anniversary. And uh, it's, it's been an absolute blessing. All right. Well, happy anniversary to you. Yeah. I'll try not to take up too much of your time today. Yeah. And Fine. what a journey. What a story. Yeah. That... <laughs> great, great on you for remembering. Yes, even better. Oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. I, I love hearing this transition from professional athlete to just, you know, successful business owner, entrepreneur, motivational speaker. And you hear so many stories of athletes that once they hang up the cleats, where they have no plan, nowhere, nowhere that they're going, nothing to do, and things typically don't go well. So, you know, how did you make the transition from you know, professional sports to what you're doing today? Like, what brought that about? You know, I'm 
I am so glad you mentioned that because it kind of leads into communication. And what I mean by that is as a professional athlete, we develop, you know, our skill set to play the game. What's not developed, and I'm just having this conversation with another athlete, what's not developed are the soft skills, are the communication skills, or the listening skills. So everyone's trying to network with us. We're not trying to network with anyone. We're eating, we're working out, we're going to the football game, maybe stop by a frat house on the way home, and then we're repeat. We're rinse and repeat. So there is no social skills. There's no networking skills. There's any of that. And I realized that if I was going to win in this game of life, that I was going to have to learn how to communicate. I was going to have to learn how to just develop the skills that I didn't learn, like networking and resume you know, building and things like that. And I was able to take that along with learning how to win on the field and apply it to life. Yeah, that's you bring up a great point. A lot of times, and I would say even beyond athletes, the the soft skills aren't always hit on as much in school, starting in elementary school all the way up into to colleges and universities. It's something that definitely is lacking. We hear a lot from our clients as new graduates are coming into the workplace, whether it's writing, speaking, interpersonal, uh, that it's a big skills gap. So that's great that you're able to identify that, capitalize on it, and now really transition into a successful career. Yeah. So, so, so that, that aspect of people not developing those skills is because they don't have the need to develop them. Yeah. And until it's too late. And what I mean by that is because there's social media and there's, you know, there's texting and, you know, I've been in situations where there's a room full of people and no one's talking. No one is communicating with each other. Again, they're sitting there, they're just texting and typing all day. And a lot is being lost versus, hi, how are you? Versus face-to-face, hi, how are you? Open, warm, body language, hands open, palms up. A lot that's lost there. I I remember when I was growing up pre-texting, pre-internet, you know, your social skills were basically life or death. That was the mm-hmm. difference between you winning in the game of marbles and getting beat up by the, the school bully. <laughs> you had to learn how to navigate, extremely, extremely navigate and negotiate was, hey, I'll give you this cookie for that slice of pizza. Okay, two cookies for that slice. You know, those things that you had to read and know yeah. and understand. Yeah. Right. And it's because now or then, if I think of it growing up, communication was very much happening in real time on the phone, in person. It was happening versus the curated forms of communication that are happening now where you type and retype a text 20, 30 times before pressing right. send or you know, editing all the photos, the videos, whatever it is. So I think part of that skill set is definitely weakening because people aren't getting the opportunities to practice that real time. Think on your feet type of communication. Right, right. They're making a critical mistake. And the critical mistake is, is that they are, a communication is more than just uh, talking. Like Thanksgiving is more than just turkey, okay? Hey, Thanksgiving, here's a turkey. Thanksgiving's over. Where's the gravy? Where's the cranberry? Where's the happy, great story? I haven't heard the same story 
50 times. Where's the stories? Where's this? You think that this is going to suffice? It is not. Okay. So one of the things that I've learned is, is that within the realm of communication, there's another C word and that C word. And I probably even mentioned it earlier, but that C word is connecting. Okay. It's connect, involve, upgrade. That's my secret sauce. Okay. I connect, then I involve, and then we both upgrade. How can I upgrade you? How can I bless you? How can I be a blessing to you? There is no communication without two things in my book, which is a, mm -hmm. it's a lot. The top two is, is that number one, you have to define the relationship. You have to define that relationship. What I mean by that is that the way that I talk to my wife is not the way I'm talking right now. Happy anniversary. Right? The way <laughs> that I talk to my son, he was just here. He goes to University of Kentucky. The way that I talk with my son is not the way that I want to talk to the president of the United States. So number one, you have to establish the relationship. And then number two, you have to have a connection point. Okay, you have to have that connection, kind of like you have, you have a jet fighter and then you have a uh, big air refueling tanker. There has to be a connection point. So, so you connect, you involve, and you upgrade. Without that, just a bunch of words. And the people that do those things, I think, really do take their communication skills to the next level and will achieve their goals through communication. And perfect segue into what I wanted to, to chat about next and get your perspective on. Sure. I'm sure as your career playing professional sports and your career now, you're traveling as an inspirational, motivational speaker and anywhere in between, you've had the opportunity to connect with some people that are great leaders and ultimately because of that great communicators or perhaps vice versa. You know, from your perspective, when you hear that term that this person is such a great communicator, what's the image that comes to mind for you? Great listener. I know that communication is more of an offensive, like I'm communicating. But before you can do that, you have to be an amazing listener, active listening. In fact, I have a relative, okay? I'm going to plug somebody, right? And you need to look her up. Her name is Heather Younger, okay? I know Heather. Heather. Okay. Heather is is a is my first cousin we were raised together we would practice singing and speaking as kids when we were younger uh, and she is like one of the best when it comes to the active listening and things as such you have to be a listener and 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 and, and oftentimes uh one of the strategies that i do is when i listen to a person talk is that i repeat what i heard this is what i this, this this is what I just heard you say. This and this and this, and I've changed the word up just to if I can just narrow it down because it's because there's nothing worse than trying to respond and, and to communicate and connect, and you're missing it. You're off. Like you're mm -hmm. like twenty mics off from the bullseye, and they're looking at you like that is not what I said. That's not what I meant. So I always try to home that down, even before I try to lead. I listen. I listen to what's being said, how it's being said, and the energy that is being said in to where I can respond appropriately. A key thing there is that you mentioned, if the person may say, well, that's not what I meant. Because we're in communication, right? It, there's a big difference oftentimes between what you have in your head and then yes. what comes out of your mouth and then goes yes. into the next person's ears and up into their brain. So what you said there is beautiful with, I'm going to repeat it, rephrase it a little bit, just to make sure that we're on that save, same wavelength before mm -hmm. I start responding. 
Because yes. if somebody says something to me and I just boom, immediately go back because I think I know what they were talking about or what they were asking, you can see it in me. They're like, no, 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 no. Like it, it kind of completely derails that conversation, right? So as you take the time, you've listened, you've processed, then you've repeated back, paraphrased a little bit, get on the same page and then kind of begin your communication is, is a huge part of it. Yes, yes. And that has... <laughs> that has helped me out so much, <laughs> in particularly at home, starting at home. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Starting at home, starting with, you know, obviously my queen, my wife, my son, uh, and, and then, and, and then the people that I work with, I have about uh, 90 to hundred employees. And I have learned that that tactic alone uh, has, has helped uh, salvage some some um, some amazing relationships, amazing work relationships. Definitely, that's the thing that I love so much about communication skills is that they really do transcend not only every level within an organization, every industry that you can think of within business, but they also play a huge impact at home with your family, with your friends, your spouse, your kids, whatever it may be. I try to learn things at work and bring them home to the family. I learn things from my family and my kids and my wife and bring them into work. So the way that they intersect is, is really powerful. Yes, definitely. Because in my opinion, it doesn't start at work. It starts at home. Mm -hmm. It starts at home. It starts, it starts at home. And that energy and that's home, you carry that into the workplace. You carry that into the workspace, whether you whether it's your husband or wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, or your dog spot, doesn't matter. You know, that 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 actual communication you carry, you carry it with you before you even open your mouth. Yep. And it's kind of fun if you think about how powerful communication is and things like your tone and your inflection. You, you talked about your like even talking to your dog. You, if you go to your pet and if you communicate with it regularly, you could say whatever you want. Like I can go to my dog and just say whatever I want to it right now. But if I say it in a nice, high pitch, fun voice, they're going to be happy. They have no idea what I'm saying, but they're taking cues from my facial expressions, from the tone, how I'm speaking. And that goes to everyone. There's just so many facets of communication and it just touches every single part of our life. You know, I love what you said about, you know, your, your, your actual tone, um, the actual influx, uh, the way you pronounce the word, the spaces between the words, everything is picked up on. Be and, and social scientists say that, um, you know, 80 to 90% of all communication is nonverbal. So just the fact that you're making that comment or you're raising the eyebrow, you're squinting the eye or you're looking away, you know, subconsciously you're picking up on all of that. And if it's not congruent, if it's not in alignment, everything that mm -hmm. you say, even, even do the way, the way that your feet are pointing or your arms are folded or you're looking to up to the left or up to the right or looking down, that is picked up on a subconscious level. And, um, decisions are made from that you have to be very careful with that and you have to walk in what i call total authenticity when you communicate you know we, we talked a lot about listening and a lot of times people just think of uh, you, you listen with your ears but you listen a lot with your eyes like all those things you just touched on those subtle cues of how people are gesturing are their arms crossed are they slouched their brows going up and furrowing whatever it is you're listening with those eyes as well and your brain's processing all of it and making decisions as to perhaps how I should respond, what this person's thinking, what they're feeling. And 
you touched on a little bit ago, you have a, you know, a team of say 90 to a hundred employees that you work with. What are some of the skills that as you're perhaps either looking to grow people, promote them, hire on, what are some of the key communication skills that really are important in the workplace today? I speak to, well, oh man, before you, well, you know what? I got a couple of answers, pretty good answers, but I'm just going to pick one. And I believe that one of the greatest things that I've learned is learning how to, to learning how to speak to people in their temperament, learning how, or you may call it personality, learning how to talk to an individual in his or her, in his or her personality. As you know, according to, you know, all the little personality profiles, there's four major personalities. But what most people don't do, most people, you know, although they, you know, you study the likes and the dislikes and the behaviors of the individuals, they don't study their words. They don't study the actual trigger words or the trigger gestures within their personality. Like just like like there's one temperament or personality. If I come across super excited, they're like, oh man, I love you because you're excited. Or if I come across forceful, okay, you know, I can respect that. Or if I'm not organized with my approach and my words aren't succinct and I'm not, you know, looking you in the eye and giving you a quick handshake, well, then that's a red flag to a certain temperament mm -hmm. or personality. So I've I've learned and I'm still learning and I'm a student at this to 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 be able to assess a person's temperament within five seconds or 10 seconds. When I meet a person within 10 seconds, I know your temperament and I begin to adjust my speaking to your temperament or I begin to slow it down a little bit or speed it up or be more mm -hmm. authoritative or be a bit more softer and, you know, come alongside you and maybe share things versus being efficient and on time or being forceful and dominant or being fun and exciting. <laughs> I know you, then I communicate. Being able to pick up on that and pick up on it quickly is a tremendously, I would say undervalued skill or yes. underrecognized skill because it can help you so much in your communication. If if yes. I'm meeting with somebody, if I'm thinking, say, from a business perspective, and I'm able to tell that this is the big person, visionary type of leader that I'm meeting with, if I start talking to them about the nitty gritty details, step by step of the process of what we're going to do, they're tuning me out, right? And vice versa. Oh. If I get the bottom line driver person, they want to know, what can you do for me? What impacts it's going to have? When are we going to do it? And then I start painting this lofty vision for them. Same thing. And there's questions that you can ask and things that you can look for, physical cues about how people move that can give you some sort of inference. Are they a fast-paced person? Are they more of a slower-paced person? Are they a people person? Are they a task you know, thing person? As you start to right. kind of get on that quadrant there of where they fall, you can start to make some inferences. Okay, this they're more on the relationship. They're more on the details. They're more on the results. They're more on the vision. And mm -hmm. then you speak that language. You need, need to be able to not only identify that, but then, then also be able to effectively speak to say your product or solution to any one of those types of personalities and be able to adapt. Yes. One of the things that I used to do is I would I would I would ask a question. This was an actual, this was an actual interview question at my company. And the question was this: you land on the planet Earth and it is in total disarray. It is anarchy 
times 10. It is crazy. Now I need you to solve it. I need you to put, I need you to fix the planet. Okay. <clears throat> Tell me what you're going to do first. Do you a, okay. Just, um, do you a just take over and just run it? Just, Hey, I'm going to fire everybody, get my new staff in here. I'm just going to just, just, just take it from the top down and we just going, I'm going to run this thing. Do you B, make it more efficient? Do you, you know, uh, change maybe some management skills or do you, you know, see, save, you know, save what you can save, particularly the animals, you know, things like that. Or do you D, just, you know, just stir things up a little bit, you know, just new, some new innovation and new ideas, keep the people in play. And then I would just listen to the response. And then their response would tell me their temperament. Like, what, mm -hmm. do you, what would you do first? And what would you do second? They'll say, you know what? We just need to switch it up. I'm like, okay, I know your personality or I know your yep. temperament, you know? So that's how I would engage people just at, or engage yep. applicants. Oh, I love it. Sean, as you think about your journey and the success that you've had both on the field and in a professional setting now, if you had to go back or if I asked somebody close to you, you know, what's kind of the one communication skill that Sean has that really has, has helped him and led to this success? What might they share with me? Empathy. I have a ability uh, to to understand how people feel, to come into that moment and to move them past that moment, to not stand at the mountaintop and say, hey, get your butt up here, but to go down to the river and say, you know what? We're going to do this together. I understand. I'm going to connect with you at this level. And then we are going to go to the mountaintop. Yeah, I play professional football. I'm a CEO. I'm a motivational speaker. But all that goes out the window, depending on who I meet. So one thing I just want, I want to point out here, because this is this is very critical, and we've talked about a number of things here around you know listening, really meeting people where they are, understanding their temperament, and you know when I asked you that question and you said empathy, I noticed your whole demeanor changed, right, mm -hmm. and it changed to match what you were talking about. And to me, that is right. huge. That's the, that is one of the biggest keys of building trust in your communication is when there's a connection between what you're saying and how you're saying it. So when, when you start to talk about empathy, your demeanor, just I want to say softened up, but your tone evened yeah. out. And you, so it was just so cool to see that because you could just tell <laughs> that that was yeah. an authentic answer and not just something that you thought would sound good. So this is really cool because it is so powerful when you make those connections between what you're saying, what you're doing, and yeah. how you're saying it. So, and, and I'm I'm a big believer in in empathy because it's when you when you can put yourself into other people's shoes, whether you've been in that exact same space or not, it really helps you get a better understanding of what they're going through and and how you can ultimately help them. Which is yes. what to me the biggest part of leadership. My job as a leader is to help you, uh, right. leading my employees leading a meeting with a client, I'm just figuring out how do I help? And I just want to do my best to understand what's going on. There it is. That's it right there. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Sean, who, who's been someone from throughout your life? Could be, could be at home, could be at work 
that has uh, you know, been a big influence on your communication style. We've we've hit on a number of, of things today that we've talked about that are important to communication. I've seen you in action with your communication style. Who's somebody that really has influenced you? And maybe what's something that you've taken from them? So I, the business that I currently own is a security firm. So we have about, uh, like I mentioned, 90 to 100 employees. So I was tapped and given the task of, of, of doing security for a very prominent uh, success teacher. And I was doing security for her. And, and it was, it was an absolute blessing, but I was able to watch, watch her. I not only watched to protect her, I watched how she moved and how she operated and several takeaways. The first takeaway is that she was present. She was present and there could be a thousand people in the room. And I just, it, 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 it used to kind of get on my nerves. I don't know. I mean, I'm truthful. Right? <laughs> but whenever someone would come up and talk to her, that person might ha- that person might as well have been the most important person on the planet Earth. She locked in on that individual, and I've never seen this. I mean, she would lock in; her eyes would not move. And to that person nodding, listening, I was just like, "Wow!" And that person would walk away like. I was heard. I was heard. And the next person, and she's dead tired. I know she's tired. She's just, she's locked in. And I just watched how she built that entire organization off of connect, involve, upgrade. That's where I got it from. Yeah. And, And I will say, I've had the fortune to work with some leaders that were very much like that. When you spoke with them, you felt like you were the most important person in their mm-hmm. world at that moment. And I knew they had a million other things that they needed to do, but they would lock in, they would listen, they would process and take in ultimately what you're saying. You believe that of the value that you were bringing, whether they agree with you or not, but just this idea of when you really can lock into somebody, that's how you build fans. I would say for your business, that's how you build champions internally for your business and really establish strong cultures. Yes. If you want to have a very much a strong culture where employees are working hard, they're dedicated, when you can be present for them, that, that's huge. You can't put a price on that. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. Yeah. Sean, have- as we are wrapping up here, I said I want to be respectful of your time. I know it's uh, it's anniversary day. So it's yeah, anniversary. As, <laughs> as we're wrapping up here. What piece of closing advice would you have to the person out here listening to this, whether they are perhaps coming out of school, ready to enter the workforce, maybe they're going to be starting their own business or they're mid-career, ready to make a change, kind of go into that next chapter. What advice would you have for them around the importance of developing their communication skills? The way to win in life is you can win in one one of two ways, one of several ways, but one of the greatest ways that an individual can win is, and I hate to use the word master, but how to master people, how to understand, know more about people than you do your product. It's not the product, it's the people. And I'll give you an example. You know, there is a, there is a chicken franchise, right? (laughs) That's closed on Sunday. 
<laughs> they are the they're probably in the top two or the top three top earning franchises fast food restaurants in the world mm-hmm. and the first thing they they develop a premium on connecting their customer services through the roof there's a computer company three seconds somebody's in your face hi mm-hmm. connecting what brings you in connecting in a world where everyone else is disconnected their model is connect amazon connect People are still people. Now, I don't care how much technology and, and this and that's going on and greatest innovations, it still comes down to people want to connect. Connect, learn how to connect with people. Learn more about people. Read a book. A good book is how to win friends and influence people. Get a hold of some good books like that and make that your study, not just your product. And I think I have that book up there on my yeah. shelf. So it's, yeah. it's a fantastic yeah. book, highly recommend it. So spot on advice, right? It really is about people, regardless of what you do. If you understand people, what motivates them, what drives them, what what concerns them, their fears, and not from a perspective of, I want to manipulate you, but I just want to understand that so that I can best position myself to help. That's really what it's all about. You know, I know a lot of times people in sales roles can have a bad reputation, there's negative connotations around that, kind of this term of quote, selling. But when you approach it from a perspective of, I want to understand you, I want to understand your business, the challenges, what's motivating you, what's concerning you, and then really help to alleviate that. I think that's when you ultimately will be successful. It's not going to be because I can just regurgitate the entire product portfolio to you and tell you all the widgets and bells and whistles and features. It's we understand how can all of that nonsense help you achieve your goals. That's it. Perfect. Sean, thank you so much for joining me today. Really enjoyed the conversation. I hope you have a great rest of your day. All right. Be blessed. Take care. Take care. A special thanks again to my guest, Sean Harper. Sean's story about how communication skills helped him transition from the NFL to a successful business career is truly a testament to the power of communication. As always, if you are looking to improve your communication skills, be sure to subscribe to Communicast so that you can continue to learn from my guests with each new episode. And if you have found value in the show, leaving us a rating or review would be appreciated. Thanks and have a great day.